All right, this is going to be fun. Uh, Lori, we're, we're going to dive in with just a, a question to start before we formally formally introduce you. You're a world-class graphic designer with experience in pretty much every major design medium. And importantly, you specialize in designing response, like company name, designing response, <laughs> meaning design that doesn't just look nice. It actually increases response rates on marketing. So here's my big first question for you. What's the single most important thing that every marketer needs to know about how to increase their leads, customers, sales, and profits today with more effective design? Well, Roy, well, first of all, thanks for having me. But oh, yeah. uh, it is a loaded question. Um, but no matter what, and no matter what year it is, no matter what changes or what product you have or what method, you know, online or off, readability, surprisingly enough, is you know king right up there with solid copy just because like today with all the technology that's going on every single day when I'm coaching students you know whether it's design or copy nine times out of ten it's great copy great design but then somebody has come forward with this wonderful copy and it's in this faint gray font and they're projecting yeah. you know a supplement to an older person and I'm like who cares that your client just spent 20000 on this landing page? So I'd say readability out of the gate is my number one uh, answer. Readability, awesome. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, so we'll go much deeper into that and all sorts of other topics. Lori, I'm going to do your formal bio. Lori Haller is an extremely in-demand creative business strategist, speaker, author, and coach whose agency has been creating award-winning, sales-generating, direct mail, online promotion, space advertising, and design for more than 20 years. Her clients have included such prestigious names as Hyatt Hotels, K Jewelers, Forbes, The Motley Fool, Oprah Winfrey's O's Big Book of Happiness, Procter & Gamble, the Agora Companies, National Geographic, and one that is not in your formal bio, but Gary B. Gary B. Like uh, uh, people who follow me are very familiar. You yeah. did a bunch of work designing, uh, designing stuff for his companies as well as um, working with him when he was a copywriter on projects. Uh, Lori's a member of AWAI's Program Advisory Board and... Did I only say Gary B? Gary Ben Savinga for those who don't. Yeah. <laughs> so Lori's on uh, AWAI's program advisory board, and she's the author of their ultimate guide to building a highly profitable graphic design business. Global design is one of her specialties now. And in addition to the US and Canada, she's worked with and coached clients in Singapore, Bonn, uh, China, Germany, Amsterdam, UK, the Netherlands, London, and Colombia. And she is relentlessly curious and <laughs> also relentlessly energetic um, <laughs> and inspiring. Um, so Lori, Lori, it's, it's been a while since we've talked. Um, let's, let's just start with like, what's going on in your world right now? And are there any changes in like your client roster and the type of work that you've been doing in the last year or last couple of years? Yeah, that's a good question, Roy. Um, I'm doing, and you're probably going to be surprised to hear this, maybe not, since you and I know each other well, but um, I'm doing an awful lot of copy massaging everywhere I go, 
And as we all know, copy is king. So alongside of just doing the design, um, I guess like with Gary Bensavinga, Jim Rutz, you know, Paris, David Deutsch, all the greats that I've had the opportunity to work with, something has rubbed off on me. And um, again, I'm relentlessly curious and a stickler for detail. And I really want something that, you know, breaks the landslide barrier. And yeah. so I do a lot of that. And people will actually now hire me to do that massaging, do a solid three-step copy review, read the copy out loud, and then work on the design, the strategy, you know, to maximize profit. So that's uh, something that you might not know about me. I didn't know, Lori Heller, like copy, copy chief, copywriter, uh, uh, <laughs> secret weapon. Actually, so to be fair, I probably did know because when we've done projects together, mm-hmm. one of the things that I loved about it, like number one, you said one of the things that you do is you read the copy out loud. But number two, like when we worked together, it's it was always it was always like you would get to this subheadline or something, and you would say, "Broy, like." what if we did this? And it was always this great, like permissive phrasing of your suggestions of like, what if Roy, what if you had this great copywriting idea and your sub headline said this? <laughs> and, and so you've always done that. It's just, maybe you're wearing that hat officially now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, that kind of, wow. Uh, that, that leads into, uh, kind of the next question or idea that I wanted to get into with you. Like, so my main audience is I I have this title of copywriter entrepreneur, which you probably immediately Mm -hmm. recognize that like those of us who get into copy and then become entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs and realize we have to learn copywriting. And um, so you've been around people like that for a while. Like you're so much younger than me, but you know, somehow you have more experience (laughs) than me Um, and you've worked with some of the best. And also you've worked with me. Um, so what makes a copywriter designer, like when you're working with them, what makes the like ultimate tag team of copywriter designer and how can a copywriter know, like serve the response better, create a bigger winner, um, through collaboration with you or someone like you, like what's, what's, what's the, the wrestling tag team, like WWE with Lori Howard and a copywriter. (laughs) And I do watch a lot of wrestling, just so you know. So there you go. <laughs> um, that is a wonderful question. And if you weren't going to discuss that or ask me about that today, I was going to make sure to nudge in and uh, blow the horn on that. But um, now more than ever before, since we all have to wear a variety of hats and visualness is king and so important it's mandatory to come to the table as a team or collaborate if you know you're the copywriter and they're like hey here's joe schmo she's or he's the designer we're going to have you paired together that's how the winners are made and i learned that you know from clayton bob Bly, dick sanders you know gary bensfang all the other ones i've already um mentioned that The minute everybody leaves any baggage or prima donna or diva at the door and just becomes, you know, a team together like this, feeding off each other and feeling like you can trust that uh, other person, they're only there to benefit you and explode the sales. The minute you make that happen or allow that to happen, 
that's when the magic begins. So just like you said, and just so you know, our pieces always run together or uh, win together uh, because of your copy, Roy. So don't let uh, <laughs> everybody who's listening, Roy is uh, well. Lying. Okay, so so in the context of that, like how how, and I had somebody asking about this recently, like wanting to know how to f- if their role is copywriter, right? Mm-hmm. How do they format their documents to? you know, leave a good impression on the client, of course, but also to make the designer's life er, uh, easier, right? Like how, how does a copywriter from early on make your life easier? What, what's that perfect? You know, I've learned that from so many people. And again, I want to just underline and bold. Um, I've been so lucky. I'm endlessly grateful for all the chances that people have given me and all the training. Um, that people have shared with such love in the industry, but like Clayton really did nail this probably out of the gate in a bigger way than anybody else. And that is just, you know, your regular body copy on all the pages. And then he would just go in and say, Lori or Haller or designer or whatever. And he would just say, I'm kind of thinking of something like this. I want a bold explosion at the top. I'm thinking this here, make this very understated. So just some little notes. And, and that's a key point. Never, because I know how to leave my baggage at the door and not like, well, what are you telling me? You're just the copywriter. <laughs> no, you know, like yeah. you can't. Uh, so I'd be like listening up. I would ask him questions. I would show something. And when, when that back and forth happens, you cannot beat that. You cannot beat that. Yeah. I still remember the first the first Maglog, it was the first Maglog I wrote, I think. And I was working with you as the designer. And I was like, Lori, I want to see a template or like, I want to see what template you're going to use because then I can kind of write to hopefully make your job easier. And, and it was still like, I tried to give you as much as possible, but also to your point of like leaving baggage at the door. Like it was about giving you as much of my vision as possible, but then still being completely open. If you're like, Roy, no, just (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because, because it is, it is collaborative and it is like, I could have been a total pain in the butt if I hadn't done that because I didn't have a lot of experience with the format by like, no worry, I need you to fit 50,000 words into this, you know, 16 page Magalog or something. Right. Like, and that would have been impossible for you. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's, it really is. It's all about the, the teamwork and the, um, I don't know. There, there's something about having a big enough ego that your ego is not in the way, which is a weird way of saying it. Right. But like Lori is so secure in her ability to do design, to generate response that she can have these conversations and any kind of disagreement doesn't hurt Lori, right? Like it doesn't hurt Lori. It's just talking about the stuff that's going on, right? Right. Um, Cool. Another point to that though, that I think it's important that we share with everybody is um, you cannot buy me. I am not a yes man. I will tell you the truth every single time. I don't care if it's a, you know, $50,000 job or whatever. And you're like, you know, I wanted a black background with a dark blue headline on top. Hello. No one's going to read that. So I'm not going to be like, well, okay, let me try to make that look good. I'll be like, 
Hell no, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that um, because it's not readable. But I'll also be a team player and say like, okay, I heard your words and I'm going to mock that up. If it's okay with you, I have a couple other little ideas and I'd like to show those to you as well, because so here comes a little education without being the Miss Bossy, the cow. It's like uh, I do have some fear that maybe that combination will be hard to read for your reader. So let me show you a couple of things. So see how it is. It's like I'm building trust. I'm becoming a team player and I'm offering a little bit of education, but not too much. And then I'm I'm servicing them, but I'm never, um, you know, saying, yeah, oh, of course, go ahead and run yeah. that. I'm sure it'll do good. But also I'm good at a certain point and I know where that bill, you know, goes off. At the end of the day, if I do need to try those things and none of that works and they're, they real, you know, that's all they want. I'm like, hey, as long as you pay me, baby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a, that's such a good, like, I hope people are paying attention if they do any kind of client work, because there is, there's such a big lesson that goes beyond design there. Like, oh, client, you want this, but as the expert that you brought in to do this work, my expertise suggests that something else is a better path for you to take. So let me, let me show you what you're asking for. And let me show you this alternative that I think is a better option. Mm -hmm. And can you see how this might be a better option? Like there's such, there's such a fitness to that client work that I and appreciate. That's with copy and design. So don't forget, you know, people that are, you know, joining us, you can try that tactic out with copy too. If you get an option yeah. in the situation. Awesome. Um, yes. My, so my big ego as a copywriter uh, says that one of my favorite lessons that I learned from you is that design's biggest job is to make the copywriter look awesome. <laughs> it's to support the selling. We'll say it's to support the selling message. So not just visuals, um, but visuals are important. But then you talked about readability, font choice, like being intentional about all of that. And like, I know that, I mean, it seems a little bit obvious, but people hire you to come speak all over the world. And it's to deliver this message, like make sure your prospects can read your message. So how important is readability? And are there like changes in the context of different media choices that are being used today and all of that that um, are impacting readability choices and how you're doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, readability is and probably all will always will be uh, so important because just as the copy must convey the right tone, voice, messaging, you know, is it a 65-year-old that needs something for joint pain? Is it a 40-year-old woman that wants to, you know, alleviate some wrinkles or whatever? Just as the copy is king and needs to be, you know, conveying the right message, so does the readability, whether it's the colors or the fonts. And you brought up a really good point, like in print, for example, I still do loads of print. Are you going to be considerate that, let's pretend like um, Roy, you and I did a winning sales page online. So okay. we decided that for this particular audience, a print campaign will also 
be wonderful. So we'll go back and forth. You know, that's kind of how I do with a lot of people. Learn online first, get a winner, blow it into print, you know, back and forth, test lead and head. So you and I would sit and look online. You have this certain, you know, posture. You're looking on a desktop up and then down and you're stationary, maybe in a dark room, or you're on your phone and you're looking down like this. It can be bright outside. So we'll consider all of that. But in the same vein, if you're doing something for print, you know, you're sitting down and you're turning pages, you're stationary, you know, you're not reading in a car probably, and they're large pages and you go from left to right, top to bottom, not top down. So all decisions are being considered. So those are some key points, you know, to um, work into your copy. And also think about if you're writing for a tiny Slim Jim, a little book log, you know, six by nine, or is it mobile first and it's on a tiny phone? All these things are to be considered before you, you know, start king in your first words. Yeah, because some of those old school, like Magalog layouts, for example, that are designed to look like a magazine, but sell like a catalog, right? How that copy is structured to fit in the context of that doesn't necessarily translate into a mobile first sales message. Um, And, and that's a, it's definitely a challenge and something to, to, to -hmm. think about. I know, some of the stuff that I was doing with direct mail involved just uh, format choices offline that worked for the online first uh, messaging. Mm-hmm. So like a book, book log tends mm-hmm. to fit more with like a narrative, a narrative oriented piece of copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it makes total sense. So like, I think one of the things that makes you, great as a designer is this idea or is is like what you demonstrated of this practice of empathy and paying attention to the customer experience which like now it's called ux user experience (laughs) um and and you've talked about like making the customer feel welcome with the marketing Mm -hmm. um and it seems like that that kind of overlaps with what you're just saying like how 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 are design choices like that helping the customer feel welcome when they open up a piece of copy or open it on their screen mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I work on that a lot during the day. I work with a lot of you know enormous companies, some midsize, and boy, you can be you know able to pay large fees and everything and have really talented team. And what is tending to happen is things are happening so fast with technology. Um, And now with the last three years and changes, people working at home, shifting, maybe less people on the team, some things are slipping through the cracks. So that's where I come in and people will notice a problem and I will just sit there. Um, If you looked in the cupboards or some of my Some of the closets in my um, studio are filled with boxes that I've only ordered the uh, product just so I can experience the whole ball of wax. Like, how did they invite me in desktop? Let me look at it on, uh, you know, my phone. I order it. Why did I order it? Which buttons appealed to me? What were the words that enticed me? And then I will do a whole box opening session 
I take photos of the outside, how my name looked. I just, let me give you a quick example. I just ordered from one of my clients, so I'm not going to say any names, but you know, the name of the company is one thing, a totally different company name. It's their sister company was on the outside label. Now I knew yeah. the sister company name, but you know, uh, Brenda, who just ordered from Iowa, Iowa, she she would not know. So I still opened it up, of course. Then on the packaging fulfillment slip, totally different wording. So I'm like, what? So I step into the shoes of the reader. I become that customer, you know, and uh, I learn all about them, not just their age, but when they're home, are they retired? What's their income? All those things. So learning and knowing these experiences. Um, I just curtailed something with an order that I did for one of my clients. And when I opened up the box, I, I knew what it was, obviously, but they had accidentally in their fulfillment department put two sheets of an adjoining product, their whole product line. Okay. Not this product. This product I ordered was for your body. The sheets were for the ingestibles. Now I knew that, but it was telling me how to take it, how much. And yeah, reader, I wrote down my notes. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? So I had to call them out on that. And we're revising that. But in the same vein, I also said, hey, don't just put the sheet about that product I ordered. Make sure at the bottom it says like, and welcome to our other 12 products that are available and do a hero shot of all of them and cross sell. So it's, it's like this, 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 what does that email copy say? How does it look on Facebook? How does it look? It's constant. That's where my relentlessly curious, like if you could sprinkle dust on yourself <laughs> and become relentlessly curious, I am relentless as well, as you know, uh, Roy, but uh, that would be probably a good thing to do. Well, so that's as fascinating. Like I, I'm reminded of uh, Dan Kennedy presentation that he was doing, and he was talking about how he and a colleague on a project were doing sales consultation uh, for restaurants. I think it was restaurants in New York City. And he said it's not that hard if you have curiosity and you're paying attention. It's not that hard to make a bunch of brilliant suggestions because you walk into the restaurant or you order the product. And you just have the customer experience. And every time you have this weird feeling like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't feel quite right. Something about that is weird, right? Um, then you just make a note of it. And then you have this list because so many businesses, even big, but often big businesses just have like missing links somewhere. And yeah. And so the wrong fulfillment slip on the top of a box is it shouldn't be that big of a deal to get right. But when it's wrong, it there's there's just this uh date. Do you know David Gond? I think you know David Gond. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe okay, so. a lot of people what's that? Maybe so. Maybe I've heard of the name okay. a lot. Yeah, he worked on New Orleans Investment Conference and he worked with the Blanchard Group of Mutual Funds and he helped found Casey Research and Malden Economics That's and stuff. It. Yeah. Um, so he was a copy chief with me while I was at. Casey research. And one of the ideas that he put in my head um, and that just absolutely stuck was uh, the idea of when you're going through copy, you run into these negative thought packets and uh, like 
it's it's usually not enough by itself to derail the sale. But when there's enough of them, your prospect doesn't even understand why. Like, okay, uh, something about this just doesn't resonate, and I'm not going to respond. Right. So one negative thought packet won't kill it. Like the the one fulfillment sheet that's that's off, it doesn't. It's not going to cause a refund. But if you have three or four missed details like that. Um, that, you know, Lori's going to catch when she buys the product and <laughs> goes through the fulfillment Here's process. Here's it apart. Yeah. Really amazing. That's a brilliant point, Roy. You're um, absolutely right. They stack up, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, I, I'm, well, I'll I'm trying tell to... you something stupid though, before you ask me the next thing, I'll okay. just tell you, this is how nitty gritty I go. So say your product had to be taken by the teaspoonful, right? Okay, yes. So if you're in a rush and you're a copywriter and you're not a chef or a cook or anything and you don't realize how confusing teaspoon and tablespoon are to most people, and if you abbreviate abbreviate it TSP, and if you put it all caps, TSP, as a so a tablespoon in some you know, I know ex- TSP, yeah. you know, so being so lazy not to spell it out at least the first time and be clear, people are going to, you know, be like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, did I take a tablespoon? Did it say a tablespoon? Marge, did it say a teaspoon or a take? What's the difference? You know, uh, that is it's just- a capital T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so spelling out teaspoon the first time showing a teaspoon, then yeah. if you do well with a teaspoon, then, you know, later you might take two, t- you know, but uh, little teeny nuances matter and they stack up just brilliant. Um, yeah, you're right on the money. So one of the things that uh, really impressed me about working with you as a designer, and I think that this is relevant to what you said at the beginning, where you're now reviewing copy, um, is you made a point, and maybe you even talked about this like the first time I heard you speak at AWAI, uh, was you made a point of you've read the copy, I think you said a minimum of three times, mm-hmm. start to start to finish, before you even really start to take notes about exactly what the design is going to be. Like you're 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 absorbing the copy from the prospect's perspective, from the same perspective of, you know. Did you put capital TSP and is that going to be confusing? So you're doing that with the copy. So can you speak to your process as a designer? Like if somebody is a designer or they are hoping to find like an awesome designer who can work with them, um, like what does that process look like for a designer who who can design response consistently? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good question. And don't forget on the other side of the coin, copywriters can kind of also do this with your copy. So don't think you have to be a designer because again, we all wear a lot of hats. So everybody can do this. So that looks like this. I read it, print it out, never online. I read the copy the first time, print it out and I read it out loud. I read it out loud every single time. And so I have become the reader. So I am going through there and anything, anything that even slightly gives me, you know, a tingle in my right ear. I'm like, Mm-mm. and I get my big old pink pen, my favorite pen out. And I will write a note like, 
what in the hay are you talking about? You've lost me with all your big, you know, the thing about copywriters, most of them are simply brilliant, intelligent. So they will use their highfalutin words and we need to be down on like the second and third and fourth grade level maximum. So I will uh, write, you know, circle all that. When I get bored, I'm reading it and I'm like, you know, a little yawn, look at the window, look at my watch or whatever. I'm like, got really bored as I get out here. And uh, this didn't make sense. Or the title of your report was lame and old. And I'll look up Amazon books. I'll look for something similar. I'll look up the top 10 sellers on that topic. I'll give some points. So in any case, what's happening is I'm seeing like, uh-oh, all these subheads are like 25 words. Boy, that's going to be, oh, and the client said, put this on mobile. I'm be like, oh, that's going to take up most of the. So I will write notes and the whole time, I don't know if it's just because I'm wired this way or I was trained this way. I'm designing it. I could see the visuals. I could see the colors. It's all done by time, you know, I get the, the third round. So the second round, then I become the reader the whole time. I'm like really the reader. And I'm like kind of gruff and angry and persnickety and uh, pain in the neck. And then the third time when I read it, I read it with my marketing ears and eyes. And that's when I'm like, uh, why didn't you name the program that you're talking about every time? If you put a name on something, then people can say like on social or on an email or share it with somebody like, John, did you know they have the XYZ program? It's June 9th. And it so um, yeah. I will also look at the price and say like, uh, you know, $1,200. Like that's a crock. You know, this feels <laughs> like it's worth 10 bucks. You got to pack up the benefits or something. So in any case, is that helpful? Like three rounds, but that's. I'm done designing it. All I have to do then, don't tell my clients. I hope nobody's listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think that that, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and there are a lot of lessons there for, for all of us, like the more different perspectives that we can take as we're going through the copy, or if we struggle to do it ourselves, um, you know, there's there's all sorts of copywriters who have stories of just looping in the mailman or looping in the whoever is relevant. Um, actually, earlier today, I was trying to like connect with random people and just get a feel of um, where they think the crypto market is because I wanted like an emotional, like, uh, just like emotional gauge. Like, what is your emotional? Sounds like response? it's in the toilet to me if you're asking me. But oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a, 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 a as of as of August 2022. That is that's where people are are generally I'm feeling. I'm sorry, uh, I couldn't resist. But I see. No, like, but to yeah, to to to, um, I think you have. I don't know if it's a gift or a cultivated ability or a little bit of both that you can put on those different perspectives. So, you know, if, if I'm wearing Lori Heller designer hat, um, here's how I see the copy. If I'm wearing prospect hat, here's how I see the copy. Right. I think like a, a lot, like in you, you do this so well. And then other copywriters that I work with do this so well, they can do that for themselves. 
Or this is just a little tip or hint. You know, I, I hope it's okay to give some secrets away, Roy, but uh, <laughs> you could like have, you know, if you have a roommate, you know, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, uh, somebody, you know, that I share, I collaborate, or um, I guess the word is trade. Sorry about that. I trade with um, other people and we will help each other out in private, you know, under confidential security levels or whatever. I'll even give people NDAs, obviously, but um, I will get their gut reaction. I know a lot of A-list copywriters that uh, do that with each other, but I will also just shout out things to my sons. You know, of course they run, they know. I'm like, hey, who's available <laughs> for some headlines? And all of a sudden people <laughs> like spring yeah. around doing chores around the house. So uh, no, but uh, just reach out and ask for other people to help you. Or, you know, I've even held focus groups. Uh, don't tell my friends, but uh, when I'm working on a beauty line, I'll invite my girlfriends out for, um, hey guys, I'm willing to, uh, <laughs> to treat everybody to uh, dinner and lots of free wine, to, uh, you know, this weekend or whatever. And then I'll just say like, Betty, I've noticed that, you know, you're diminishing on your wrinkles or I'll get this thing <laughs> and I'll be like over here, like taking all my notes. So you oh, could that's great. something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think most good copywriters have at least one great story of something like that, where it's just finding a way to connect with the audience or finding a way to, you know, just, just get that feedback that you don't get just by scrolling reddit forums or whatever mm -hmm. so um i you know as 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 marketers as direct response people i think that we have this like voyeuristic bent where we want to know what other people are succeeding with right now we're like oh what campaign is working let me let me like pay attention <laughs> um and and you promised behind the scenes before this interview that you would uh, spill the beans on a little bit in terms of like new media formats or technologies that are at least let's at least pay attention to them because you're on the front lines of like you work with so many clients your agency does and you're on the mm -hmm. front lines for this so like what's what's getting traction now what should we hear about like what should what should people know about yeah I think it all ties into that user experience and just really being mindful and not just doing the same old thing again and again. You know, some of these emails, maybe they came in off of Facebook. Is that, does that Facebook, um, you know, uh, look, have a moving GIF file? Is there music attached to it? What is that color? Are you using a shocking blue there? And then, you know, you're emulating that on everything else. But uh, additionally, Maybe even trying, I've been trying instead of just the long form sales page, testing that up against as well at the same time, a really short form, you know, like, yeah, can you get them in? Are they ready yet? And then segmenting it a little bit as well as, uh, boy, I tell you, this is a big conundrum everywhere I look. It doesn't matter whether it's golf industry or health, face, you know, home products or whatever. Um, Cart pages have just gone to hell in a you know handbasket, if you ask me, just because technology, again, I think I shared that at the beginning, technology has become so huge and everything's so fast. Everybody's working crazy, as you know, on this online sales page, right? Yeah. And then nobody's fault, but 
this team has spent, you know, a couple of weeks on that. And then it's like to the dev team that has to use a certain technology for the cart page. They're like, oh, here's the copy for the cart page. You know, uh, we're a day behind. Can you hurry it up? So the sales page and everything else before that has a certain tone and feel and look and colors. And so when the reader gets to that cart page, if you haven't babied it or put your full attention to it, just like you did all the other components of the engagement, it's a it's a mismatch. And that is so critical because people are like, you know, is my wife going to get mad? This uh, golf thing is like $149. You know, they're they're right on the cusp. They clicked. Yes. But so if you don't bring it home on that cart page, you just everything else. And it's not again, it's not those people's fault. It's nobody's fault. Please be aware. Put I I even do endless tests on cart pages and uh, rewrite the copy. Little nuances. Here's the six things you get. Yeah. Well, it's. It is it is the point of decision and and the conversion is not complete when somebody clicks from the whatever the sales page is, whether it's VSL or yeah. long lane pitch or whatever, the conversion isn't complete until they click through the carpet. Arguably, it's not complete till they get all the way to the thank you page if it's a multi-offer <laughs> funnel. Right. Um, but so so you bringing up the cart page, like I I definitely have a favorite design and I admittedly stole it from a client who um, had invested way more in testing it than I had. But do you have uh, good principles, especially like we're often sending people to the same URL for mobile versus versus desktop, right? So mm-hmm. do you have good rules of thumb for cart pages at this point that you prefer or? Yeah. So, well, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't boil down to what I prefer because a team will be stuck with this format due to technology, but just circle back around now to what the base level of knowledge is, large enough fonts, easy to read, the appropriate amount of copy for when they get there. Are they worn out? Like look back at tests, look at your heat map, your hot jar, your crazy egg files. Are they so worn out? And yes, yes, yes. You know, they just want the dang, you know, belt or shoes or whatever. You, <laughs> for me, handbag, yeah. you know, I want my handbag. Just give it to me. Uh, that you don't need so much copy. Maybe you've done such, you know, depending on the depth of the product. And again, getting back to who that reader is and what do they need to see, feel, read and hear Try it out and see, but make sure that it's in tune with where they are at in their journey and make sure to just nail that logo again or the same headline or I will go back to the sales page at the very end and read those last few lines of copy again and again and again and again. And if I click there and go here, I will just ask myself, you know, and, and forget put the copy over here for a moment and just say, what do I need to read now? How much, you know, here it wow. is, you know, here's your WYSIWYG that you ordered. It's in Brown. You're getting two of them and it's coming on Tuesday. Do I just need to hear that? Or is it a big expensive like seminar you're attending and you need to see the 15 other goodies that are worth $1,500 due 
like that. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think it, again, underscores how much you put yourself in the prospect's head. And like as a marketer in general, independent from copywriter, designer, whatever the role is, media buyer, the more that you can put yourself in that prospect's head, right? the more effective you can be. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and so like, since I sell so many information products, both for clients and for myself, like my cart pages have evolved a lot. It used to be like the classic was like sometimes a thousand words or more of text before they scroll down and get to filling out their information. Yeah. And that seemed to work best for a while. Right. But now it's, you know, on the left-hand side, there's an order form. And if it's mobile first, that's at the top, but then there's plenty of other information like summarizing it that's on the page that can be engaged with if they're not ready to enter their information the moment they click through. Um, See, so you just said something uh, yet again, brilliant. And that is you're just not relying. Like what if I relied on the first Gary Bensavanger huge grand slam dunk we had and just like, uh, well, that one. So I'm just going to do it like that. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep my eye on the ball all the time, but I will block off time like every couple months if something hasn't inspired me to bubble up and really hunker down and check something out. But I will be like um, really asking for more testimonials. Give me all the testimonials from last month. Put them on a sheet. Even if they're videos, transcribe them. I will print them out, take a yellow marker, a uh, highlighter, excuse me, and highlight those words. And then I will say like, wow, this guy with, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy with prostate problems, it's mostly that they're angry because they're tired and can't do their job the next day because they're up all night dealing with the situations that, you know, come along with that. I, I didn't know that at the beginning. And I'm like, don't just talk about, oh, you have a bad prostate or whatever you need this. No, what's keeping you up all night. And then, you know, so me, just like you said, checking in on technology or what's working or um, the testing modules and really knowing to say like, Lori, you got to stop and you got to raise your hand and say, we need to do a test. And that kind of leads me into the use of AI today which I think you and I might've talked about it a little bit, that's really changed copy and design. And, you know, I don't know if, if you, you know, believe in that, but um, <laughs> just recently, like for a, um, let's see, I'll say it carefully here. So the, the uh, people from the jail don't come and give me, uh, just let's just say it's a beauty product, right? Okay. I've done a million of these beauty products and this is going to go online in print. And so normally with these beauty products, you're focusing on 40, 45 and up, you know, to 85 year old women. Um, normally in the olden days, I would go on the stock photo house. I know you, you and I have shared uh, tips and tricks on how we get the best stock photos, but <laughs> in the past I would have went on and keyed in. 45 or 50 year old women smiling at the camera. I don't know. Yeah. You okay. know what? You awesome. know what? This time I had to key in model, beautiful, glamorous, because today you kind of need that little, bah, 
possess. People so don't like, want to even. Yeah. yeah. And so the computer chose for me. AI is just so hot in really assisting. In seconds, I had the cover shot and I didn't have to Photoshop it. It's just, it's amazing. Same with copy. We use that Jasper, you know, with uh, copy a little bit just to give us new ideas. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm hearing that more and more and I'm still of the like, you can't replace an an A-lister with AI, right? Like you, you can't. But I'm hearing more and more, um, you know, it's it's an idea generator. It's a tool. Um, it's not a replacement. It's just something to make your job a little yeah. bit easier. Um, and yeah, it's 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 undeniable. It's impact that it's having for all of us. So I want to I want to I want to turn the corner a little bit before we wrap things up. Like one of the things that. Uh, Okay, so so I remember talking to you at one point, one of the conversations that we've had, and and you're like, shh, by the way, from 11 to noon, I'm not in the studio because I'm at the gym and I'm doing yoga or I'm doing whatever that day's gym is. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the things that has kept you like consistently full of energy and curiosity and all of that is taking care of yourself. Um, and so like, and, and, and honestly, like so many people that I talk to who really have staying power in life in intense industries like direct response, they have to be doing stuff like that or else they just get burnt out. So can you speak to, to like how that contributes to you and like how all the non-work stuff contributes to Lori being the world's number one, awesome graphic designer? Very nice, really. Yeah, you know, um, I take this very seriously. And the thing is, sometimes when I'm paired with somebody and they have the opposite vision of themselves and they're like, yeah, I really got to only like 10 minutes because I'm so busy. I'm so booked up or whatever. And I didn't sleep last night because I was, well, I was like, I was, I'm like, oh, no, please. I can't work for this person because like you really must show up. There's so much competition out there and you must show up and come to the table. Like I could have just had a t-shirt on today, but no. Hey, I'm not hold even on. Well. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a girl and I'm a girl. But even if I'm not on video coaching people, I show up every day. I bring my, you know, my big time every single time, but being rested eat right, exercise, take breaks, you know, plan out your day and have some serious boundaries. What are you going to agree to with certain clients or when things get sticky? Obviously our our industry is a mad, mad house. Um, If you don't take care of yourself and come showing up, you're not going to be able to bring that bright idea to the table. You're not going to have enough time to investigate and research before you get on that call. And also just, you know, clients can take advantage of you and suck the living life out of you if you let them. So one of the things that I do is just have these boundaries laid out. Like I never, ever take a call until 11 o'clock my time because I write some of my best copy or do some of my best design 
or do nothing at all. Or if I was working with a Singapore client because they're on a different time zone until two in the morning, yeah. I need to still sleep. So that that is one thing I've set aside for myself. And the other thing is um, just making sure you own yourself. And again, just being the best you that you can be, no matter, even if you're just starting out today, just having some rules, I think will really uh, prove to serve you well for your entire career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and there's, there's so many little things like just your ability to be present um, that come out of following the advice that you just gave. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're scatterbrained in a million directions and overbooked and all of that, you're not going to be present with the client. You're not going to be able to like have a strategy conversation with them. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. And oftentimes the biggest breakthroughs come from like just being able to like have space and be present for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mowing my grass. If I ever need to come up with an idea, I'm like, I know I just mowed the grass yesterday, kids, but I'm mommy's going to mow the grass today. <laughs> something about that. Or, you know, doing a workout, going on a run or whatever, but um, doing dishes. But you could try to look for your mojo jam generator. And uh, I can think of a million covered designs when I'm just uh, getting my lawn in order, you know? Yeah, as opposed to, as opposed to. Oh, I have to, I have to crank out five cover designs. Like, <laughs> like there's so much tension. Yeah, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. So uh, that's. So, so, you know, Lori, I, I guess one of the questions that I, that I didn't ask, and it kind of sets up the, the outro to the episode is like, um, so I, I've known you for a long time since to that fall of 2009 was my first AWAI bootcamp. And, um, I was kind of in a weird situation that, um, I ended up speaking alongside you in a panel at my first AWAI, um, which was how we first connected and met. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I, I know what you do. Um, can you like give listeners who have resonated and stuff, a sense of like, what are what are all the things that Lori Heller and Designing Response bring to the table? Um, like what how what do people do when they work with you? And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How long is our show? No, I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, basically, um, I'll just do it in a nutshell. I think today now it is a lot of serious high-end, you know, thinking. And another thing you might not know about me is I'm a systems and process expert. So I will even have large companies come in and say like, wow, because of technology, it used to go here and then there, everything was fine. Now it's a mess or whatever. So since I know so many of the types of team members and I am, you know, a a geek and a nerd at the same time. Um, that's so simple to me. So I will step into companies, help them reorchestrate. I try, um, I, I work with uh, companies and coaching their designers to get along and work, you know, swimmingly with the copywriters. That is a huge ask. And as if anybody's a copywriter and they had trouble with the designer or vice versa, you'll know that. And all it yeah. is, is nobody's 
spoken to that or told them like you pulled out of me today how you can work so beautifully together um you know developing the name of the product the line of the product i was working on that today a whole product line what the names are going to be what those logos are going to look like the bottle the packaging what is it going to feel like copy design strategy you know online off uh, well because you've You've seen so much that works and you know that design is important, but you also now know all the things that contribute to it working, right? Um, yeah. And, and basically, basically the, 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 uh, the lesson for clients is hire Lori Heller. She knows all the things. <laughs> yeah. Or hire somebody that can come to the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, um, just finding people that you can fit and groove with, but also I, you, you just brought up uh, just a wonderful point is maybe don't just say, you know, I need a copywriter or whatever, find out about them and other specificities, you know, that will assist you in making those beautiful uh, teams, you know, go. Ahead yes, absolutely. So uh, you promised a little gift and we're going to give folks uh, some information, you know, being, being a good YouTuber, I'll say links are in the description or being a good podcaster, I'll say links are in the description. Um, so you promised a little gift for folks uh, to make them better marketers, copywriters, and like design aware, uh, yeah. I guess, marketers and copywriters. Um, plus there's a couple other links that you wanted me to include as well for folks who want to find and follow you and your wisdom and, and what you share. So can you, can you let folks know, um, what they can discover? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to give Roy a PDF file of, um, how to use bullets, a variety of bullets. And I have shared clips or snags of, a ton of my winners, both online and off. And Excellent. I point to them and stuff like that. So I think it'll assist you on the copy end, the design end, marketing end, strategy or whatever. So I, I hope you enjoy it. And Excellent. then um, to find me, is that what you're asking me, Roy? Yeah. Yeah. Where do, where do folks find and follow you? Yeah. You know, what might be the best or the funnest way is, uh, to get to know me and then I can get to know you too is a uh, LinkedIn. I, you know, have this information about what I do, but also Roy, I reposted the first video that we did together the other day. Um, yeah. Look at that and giggle. Neither of us have aged at all. Just say that. <laughs> but, uh, no. So I have a bunch of fun videos up there. Me with Carlton, me with a bunch of people, you know, uh, John Ford, but, um, so it's just my name, Lori, L-O-R-I, Haller, H-A-L-L-E-R. And then you can go to my website, just lorihaller.com. And that'll give you a list of clients, you know, that I've had the opportunity to work with. Or, um, But please, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or something. I'd love to get to know you. And as I always tell people, and Roy, you know this, uh, if you have a question or need something or whatever, I would be the one that uh, I'm more tickled for you to get better clients, bigger clients and reach success than you are. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm just grateful to be on the call and share with y'all today. And uh, Roy, thank you so much for inviting me.
Oh, thank you, Lori, for being on, I guess I'll use the brand Breakthrough Marketing Secrets and sharing your uh, your secrets and your um, your recommendations and your processes and systems and everything um, in helping us you know, work better with designers or bring better design to our, our marketing. And for everybody who's listened on the podcast or watched on YouTube, thank you for uh, tuning in for this. I hope you got a ton of value out of this, Lori. Is is an awesome champion for people in direct response, and she's played that role in my career, and I really appreciate her for that. And even with the what she shared here, uh, I I think that she's playing that role a bit for you as well. So thank you, Laurie. Yeah, always my pleasure. It's just a great great time today, Roy. Yes. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.